0: Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once A Bitten Podcast and joining me today, a young man by the name of Till Mussoff at Till on Twitter. Go and find him or more importantly, go check out his YouTube channel because he's putting together some incredibly good video content, which is definitely an area that we need improving upon within the Bitcoin space. So excellent work, Till. This interview was conducted on behalf of the guys over at 21ism and has already appeared on their drop of last month's block, as they call it, so you can check out 21ism.com because they're doing a great, great service to the Bitcoin space and it's a website you're going to really, really enjoy so before we get into this make sure first of all first and foremost make sure you're stacking sats you can do that in the uk with coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten go say hi to obi and the guys that is a bitcoin only exchange then a dca app in europe relay r-e-l-a-i dot c-h forward slash bitten that is an app where you can start stacking sats very very easy to set up and you can fiat cost average out of your euros and swiss across the pond in America Hello guys, thank you so much for tuning in You are very well covered over there You have got swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten on your side and looking after you But then guys, once you've stacked you've got to take control of your coins and please make sure you're doing that Put them on a Bitcoin only hardware wallet It's the BitBox O2 Bitcoin only edition you can find it at shiftcrypto.ch forward slash Let's get into this interview with Till. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And as always, enjoy the show. Okay, we are recording. Till, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Till Mushoff, who has the uh, YouTube series Why Bitcoin Matters, which I urge you to check out. And this is another interview for the 21ism guys, uh, because Till is being featured in, I think we're up to Block 6 or Block 7, Badders, I should know that, I apologize,
1: but uh, it's a brilliant website, go check it out, 21ism.com. Till, how are you doing? Yeah, thank you for having me, I'm, I'm doing great, I mean, it's Monday, start of the new week, always great stuff ahead, currently in this fast-moving space, so yeah, on my side, there's definitely a lot of changes during the last months. Um, I started my channel, as you said, Uh, I started it in November last year. So it's it's still a pretty fresh channel. It's not like I'm doing this for years already. So there's, I don't know, it's so cool. I I always get to meet um, a lot of new people like you, for example, right now. Um, Very, very fast moving. And it's just, it's just amazing. I really like it. Excellent. And uh, well, thanks for everything you're doing, stepping up. Uh, It's brilliant
0: watching your your videos. Uh, I've been catching up on them. And we'll get into that in a second because uh, I don't want to take the limelight away from Lauren. She's standing on hot coals here wanting to ask her <laughs> first question. So, Lauren, let's go. Um, okay. Uh, so why did you decide to use YouTube but not um, um, a podcast?
1: Uh, yeah, great question. Um, I think I, I decided to use YouTube because I'm more of a visual guy instead of like an audio guy. I like to watch something instead of listening most of mm-hmm. the time. I'm not really big on podcasts, to be honest. I don't listen to a lot of them. Um, and, and YouTube, I mean, I have like a bit of h- background or history in videography. I do um, different sorts of videos for all kinds of brands like Red Bull, for example, one, one famous example. Um, so I think I, I, <clears throat> I already had the, the, this existing skill set. And could just combine it with my knowledge about Bitcoin and, um, yeah, apply it into video and then do it on YouTube. So I think that was my my way to go. And I also think there's not a lot of great, um, I mean, there's some, of course, but not a lot of great uh, in-depth, um, but uh, at the same time, short video content. It's like you have either endlessly long articles or you have really great discussions that are um, either podcast or, or video as well. Um, but they're always like one hour long or something like that. And my videos are more like in the five to ten or 15 minute range. So it's like more more digestible, I think. Or, yeah, it's just like um, very dense, information dense, I would say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Got your answer? Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> Got <laughs> any follow-on <laughs> questions? Um, no, I think I had another one What you gave me, but it was kind of like the exact one okay so it's kind of i think till answered um two questions in one there yeah 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 which is perfect look look what a pro he is (laughs) okay (laughs) okay Well, do you want to say goodbye then uh yeah bye thank you bye-bye have a good morning thanks till and you are correct there is not enough on youtube and this has been a discussion going around the space Uh, i'm in a few telegram groups Uh, where people are trying to figure out how to get more or bring more content to YouTube. Um, I am guilty of not putting up my podcasts uh, onto YouTube. I I do prefer the audio. Uh, I have put a handful up, um, but I I am hamstrung by some pretty bad connectivity issues as well. So my video is always sketchy and jumpy, and the guest's video is always perfect. So it doesn't make for great viewing and of course i i have the kids ask the first questions and i'm still a little bit weirded out about putting them uh to to front and center when it comes to videos but um they're comfortable with it it seems like that whole age group is 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 comfortable with it i mean how many youtubers eight-year-old youtubers are out there at the moment making hundreds of thousands of dollars by commentating on themselves running around a roblox
1: absolutely (laughs) there's like we definitely have this kind of change uh in generally on on a societal level um i even made a video on this where it wasn't wasn't bitcoin related but on the creator economy um because i think that that's growing and um especially you have so many young kids that say like youtuber is their dream job so you obviously will have a lot of them really pursuing that so i think youtube or or video in general online content creator is a it's an occupation that will will just keep growing. It's like the creative business. Um, there will be more and more people involved there. So I don't think there's bad days ahead for YouTube. No, I don't think so either. I completely agree with you. And I want to ask you actually as well,
0: when you were going through this decision process, how, how long did you consider... Because anonymity is a big thing in our space, right? There are many people on Twitter that are very comfortable hiding behind like a cartoon avatar or something. And that's all great, you know, do you. What made you take the complete opposite approach? How, how did you get to that comfort level of saying, hey, I'm a Bitcoiner,
1: this is who I am, this is what I look like, and this is what I believe? Yeah, that's that's definitely uh, an interesting question. You also have like on the other side, Balaji, for example, who is always promoting this pseudonymous economy thing where everyone should be hi- hide behind some um, pseudonym. Um, I didn't do it because I think if you put your face out there and your name, there is a different. You have a different sort of skin in the game, so to say. So if you say something stupid, people will correct you, and I think that's actually a great, um, a great benefit for checking yourself. For example, if if I do my my videos, there will be people. If I if I say something that that doesn't make sense, they will point it out to me, and they can. It's attached to my name directly, and I think <clears throat> this sort of skin in the game aspect can. Can have benefits for for your own personal growth so to say and it's also i do believe that people really um associate with people and not with brands for example or, or with pseudonyms so i think that's the, these two aspects were the why i did why i choose to put my name and my face out there
0: i think especially if your audience which your audience seems to be people new people coming into the space
1: if you're just yeah, like... I, I think it's the, it's it's people who have a little bit of experience because i i don't think my my videos start at a very, very, very low level. Like I think there's still some sort of barrier that that I need to breach. Maybe at some point, um, I think there's they, they still have some experience, but yeah, they're they're definitely new people as well. Not like uh, those guys who have years of of experience in the space because they don't need to watch my stuff. They know everything already. <laughs> I I would disagree. I was watching it and uh,
0: learning as I go. As as we, we we're constantly learning in this space, right? Or yeah. Revisiting something you'd kind of parked three or four years ago, thinking that's never going to make sense to me, and whatever, yeah. you, you just move on. Um, you know, a, a perfect case in point: Segwit back then. Like, you know, how far down the deep, de- how far deep down the rabbit hole did people go with that? What's happening right now? Taproot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a small percentage of people that are going to know exactly what it is. Some yeah. are going to know surface level, and others are going to be like
1: i'll let that one slide and
0: see yeah for me it's like
1: in the middle there i would say uh with segwit and taproot these are like very technical level i mean i do have a little bit of background in computer science have a bachelor degree in computer science but i don't think this is what what interests me the most about bitcoin it's certainly one aspect and I, i what i really like is and i also said this in my last video is that bitcoin is so interdisciplinary you've got so many different people with different points of views and so many um, different aspects that come together, like game theory and psychology. Um, you got all the economic stuff going on, um, decision-making in general, FOMO as a concept, for example. Why do people have that sort of feeling? So there's like this behavioral psychology aspect as well. Um, and then you also have this whole technical, technological level. Um, and I really like how it how it all goes together and you, you never stop learning. There's so much going on um, and you only you always only have like a grasp of a small small elements out of the whole thing and trying to bring these things together and how they maybe form synergies or whatever is, is really fascinating to me yeah it is
0: and what what a space for you to found yourself working in I mean, what uh,
1: how old are you you look like a young dude uh, <laughs> yeah i'm a young dude i turned 25 like 5 days ago wow so here you are you're 25
0: well let's let's back it up a little bit. yeah um, yeah where where were you growing up what what's uh, what was child uh, childhood like for you?
1: yeah, I mean i'm from I'm from Germany in the Cologne area close to Cologne. Um, childhood was fine. It was great, I would say there's nothing really super special. I didn't have like a lot of difficulties growing up or something like that. Um, very normal child, I would say interested in sports especially and then the computer science aspect came a lot later on i would say like i didn't even have um computer science in school and i just when i was 18 i had like no real path i had no idea what i really want to do so i just was like i don't know maybe i try something then i enrolled into computer science It was more of my i don't know it was more more of a backup plan because i know if i if i can code if i have this degree i will certainly get a job somewhere because it's just something that people need but i wasn't really fully invested in it Um, And that's still the same today. I mean, I have that degree, but I didn't ever do anything with it. (laughs) Um, And yeah, what what was like a really defining moment for me, I would say, was when I was 16. um, I was already doing YouTube stuff. I was putting out um, my top goal compilations from the video game FIFA. So I was playing FIFA, the the soccer or football game, um, recorded my goals, put them on YouTube, had like 300 subscribers or something like that. And then there was this small company called Be part Gaming approaching me um now we we're we're a bit bigger so that was when i was like 16 17 or so and then and i joined them so became part of the startup i'm also a shareholder i'm still working basically full time for them now 7 years later or so so we're not dead <laughs> not like most companies die in the first 5 years we still exist we still grow we work with with great uh, big brands and also very cons- consumer oriented we do like e-learning um content so it's it's, again it's educational content basically educational content for FIFA players just want to get better at the game um, in these in in this esports ecosystem so to say and uh, yeah that was that was great because then I'm suddenly operating a business and that has so much accountability and you learn so much so fast that I would never be able to do if I just took my computer science job at some sort of company somewhere so I think that was like very defining for me when I was 16, 17 or so. Then I also moved to Berlin, lived there for three years. Now I'm back um, with my parents currently because I'm, I don't know, I actually want to go travel somewhere. Like don't even know where I just want to travel, but it's really hard right now with the COVID situation. So um, there's this in between where I don't have a, my own apartment right now because I don't really get a, want to get one because I want to go travel. But at the same time, I don't know when that will happen. So it's like, I'm with my parents right now for for months already now, and uh, I hope that will change again some at some point soon. Yeah, it's crazy times, mate. And what what a job you you have, where you can just be that that digital nomad. You can yeah, definitely. For- that's, that's like the. But I I realized pretty early on when I was maybe like twenty or so that this is definitely this is the way it has to be for me. Like the sort of freedom to to be. It doesn't matter what time it is, where I am, where, where I have this freedom, I can decide what I want to work on, where I want to work on it, and um, at what time I want to work on it. So this is like, way more important to me than, than any sort of monetary compensation or so. And I saw one of your videos about this, actually, it wasn't focused on Bitcoin, it was about
0: uh, kind of ins- inspirations that you would picked up along the way or influences that uh, and, and books you'd read. Mm. And uh, and one of the things that that you said that struck me as very interesting. Just as a and a side note here, um, you know, you being so young and seeing this so clearly and knowing what you want to do and how you want to work is very. It, it's very strange for someone of my generation, even stranger from a boomer, to understand because yep. we didn't have these opportunities. You know, I'm probably bottom to middle range uh, Gen X, and it, for us, it was. Right, one day you stop going to school. The next day you're on a train, you know, dragging your ass into the nearest city to find that job that's going to be yours for the next thirty years yeah. if you stick around and do the work, right? But you were talking about uh, you'd come to the realization that you never wanted to work in like a hierarchical structure. Yeah, what what were some of the books that you were reading that you might be able to share with other guys around your same age or even? those that might be listening like
1: 15 to 18 years of age. Yeah. I I mean, one book I read was, and it's a very famous book. And I think many of, many of the listeners have already heard of it is, I think it's called the courage to be disliked. It's from a Japanese author. um, And it only, it, it basically covers Adlerian psychology, the individual psychology of Alfred Adler, who was like some guy with, with Freud and Jung in the same, 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 same time. Um, yeah, and he talks a lot about this, how every every problem is basically a relationship problem. There's no problem that only involves one human. It's always in a relationship. And how these people um, interact with each other and that one person usually interferes with the other person. And that causes the problem. And if you see, if you if you erase this hierarchical thing and you see people as, as equal, um, I think you can get rid of that. And it's also a personal thing I, I realized for myself. I mean, I'm... I would say the the best role that defines me in the startup is like a coo um where i do control a lot of the operating things i work with our project managers and so on but i I don't really like i don't manage them because i don't like managing people i'm just like we we do this as the team and i never see myself higher up also i mean they report to me okay cool but i also report to them in some cases when it when it makes sense when i say you have this sort of um area of the project uh, and then they, they can also ask me to do something for them. So there's not like we only... We don't have this strict hierarchy at our startup. And I also think that's very typical of startups usually. And and I really like that. I don't... I would never really love to climb some sort of ladder to to only be below someone and then above someone else at the same time. I think that's a really strange concept. Yeah, it's,
0: it's so great to see that you've managed to see that so early and, and not fall into that trap. Is this last question on this because i do find it so interesting what what about like other friends of yours around this this age mm-hmm. have they gone the corporate route or
1: is there a mix or but what's kind of the feel for for your age group at yeah, the moment it's it's actually strange i mean i've been working like full time since i'm 18 i would say so it's like 7 years already i have so much so much work hours under my belt already to be honest even while studying at the same time and a lot of them don't have that like not at all a lot of them just recently started working like one or two years ago for example some of them are or maybe actually a lot of them are still studying still going to college and never really had a full job already and I think there's also people and that I mean I'm really lucky I think that's rare rare that you you figure out what you want to do early on Um, so I can I I sympathize with them when they when they don't really know what they want to do because it's really I think it's hard I think you need to You have some sort of event that and then keep going, just keep keep digging down, keep keep working and find your passion through that. Um, So a lot of them still don't really know what they want to do, I would say. All right. This this must this ties in with your book, then the courage to be disliked
0: that you were talking about, because you must find yourself pretty lonely around your own age group if you've been working for that amount of time your mindset is going to be completely different to somebody that's just going through the the cogs of uh, the education system and then on to university or whatever else. But not only that, you've mixed that with finding Bitcoin to really ostracize yourself.
1: So man, here.
0: so how does that like and you know we we, we were discussing off air just before we hit record. We were going to do this yesterday, but you got the opportunity to go out and have a few Steins with some friends you haven't seen in a long time, blow blow off some some steam and, and have some fun. But when you find yourself in these social situations, there's gotta be times where you're kind of like looking around and thinking, hmm. Why am I so different? How did I get to this point? And thank God I have the courage to be disliked or
1: you know, seen as the different guy. Mm, yeah, I, I, I think it's not that dramatic, to be honest. <laughs> it's, it's like I still can connect with the guys uh, really well, even though they have different perspectives perspectives on different things. But that's totally fine. I mean, um, we can always chat about how, how we view the world and everyone sees the world a little bit differently. And, and I think that's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, th- there's not a lot of problems with that. I'm also um, not really an extrovert to begin with. So it's not like I I seek to be in in big groups and stand in the middle and tell them here, I'm so different. I'm so cool. I'm so great. So that's not that's not not happening at all. Um, But yeah, with with my friends, and especially when it's like one on one one on one conversations like we have right now, um, we can explore these different topics. And it's a lot of fun. And then we also talk about Bitcoin. I mean, at least with with some of them with one particular, particularly, we talk a lot about it, actually. And the others are also at least curious or interested. They're not saying like you're so stupid for doing this. There's more like they try to understand and but don't really fully want to understand. So they, they 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 don't really invest the time into understanding it because that's absolutely necessary. Otherwise you have you stand no chance. Um, but they they at least ask some questions and, and are curious to on a on a yeah, on a on a low level, I would say. Oh, that's great to
0: hear. Um, because we have a lot uh... You know, in the older generations, it's a lot like we have the sunk cost fallacy to deal with. You know, people might have put 20 to 30 years of effort into their career and built that savings. And they don't want to touch that savings because it's and putting it into something as scary as Bitcoin is just crazy. Uh, Whereas, yeah, you guys can have much more open kind of conversations, I'm sure. And, and, you know, talking about the future of money and the future of everything Um, and, and new jobs
1: coming online, which is awesome, man. Uh, yeah, the, the, I want to say something about the same yeah. cost fallacy because I think that doesn't only apply to um, to that the money that you have that you invest in something or so, but also to what you learn or how you spend your time to to improve, for example. And I I found out, and this this was really like a great moment for myself, to be honest, because I started this channel, my YouTube channel, in November, so it's only five months, but or or six months. But after this time, I'm I'm now actually in a position where I could do this full time and earn fr- just off of this. Not not specifically with how the the views I get on YouTube, but I get a lot of opportunities that that I created for myself. I put myself in the position to be lucky because I did I, I did my content, put it out there. I learned the skills beforehand, learned how Bitcoin works, and also taught myself video editing. And then I put it out there, and then suddenly there's like companies, there's um there's different players in the in the Bitcoin or, or crypto ecosphere that wanna work with me, that want me to write for them or do video or so or everything basically. And that's that's awesome to be honest. That's a really great feeling that you can create create a job for yourself within like half a year. Like that's I don't know. I, I couldn't do that with just my college education. So I that really gives me also the the um the confidence that whatever I'm interested in if I spend some time in it, I will be able to, to create a job for myself in it. And that's, that's great because I, do, I think a lot of people don't really have that. It's
0: amazing. And again, it, it, this is a sign of the times and this is something I want for my kids when, uh, I think they already understand it just intuitively. Um, but, to to think that they would ever have to drag their asses into an office nine to five. is just like, yep. thank God those days are over. Uh, you yep. know, the, 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 the Although then you have the paradox of choice on the other side of that coin, obviously. Um, I want to ask you about languages. You, you speak excellent English. So first of all, oh, how, you. You, how did you refine that? Because I can't believe that just came straight out of um, your school one or two hours a week. And your thoughts about um, the amount of content that we have available in
1: um, English compared to German, for example. Yeah, um, I think my English is fine because I just watch and read a lot of English. Everything I read is basically English. I almost consume no German content at all. Um, Since I'm maybe 15, 16 or so, every every movie I watch, everything in English. I just like English. I think the English language sounds better. I think it's actually when reading, I think it's easier to understand sometimes than German. Um, I think that's most Germans won't agree with me here, but for me it is like that because German can the sentences are sort of complex sometimes. I don't know. I don't really like German, uh, or I like I don't like reading German. Um, I actually my my grandpa is from Scotland, um, but there's there's no no um, I don't know. My mom my mom wasn't taught English um, as a kid, so she can only speak German. So I didn't get anything of of that sort of, sort of thing that my that I was um, raised speaking English, not at all, only German and then English came later in school and so on. And I think English is just like the 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 most important skill that you can have is being able to speak English because you're so you, you open yourself to so much more than just the opportunities that are in Germany. I can I can take the opportunities that are everywhere around the world. And there is a lot of more with them. So yeah, I think being able to speak English is, is a great skill to to acquire. And what was the second question? I actually forgot. <laughs> the um, the amount of content, you know, we're very
0: spoiled oh, yeah. to have, like, so yeah. much English content. And I've had conversations with other people in, in the past who are, you know, worried or, you know, conscious of the fact that we need to get more content out in different languages.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I totally understand that. I think there's, when it comes to YouTube, in German, there are maybe, like, two really good channels. Um, but that's it, basically. I mean, a lot of YouTube content is just, and I, I, there was this great... Um, a great tweet on this that just captured the different thumbnails that people use and you were like, okay, this is such a hellhole, YouTube is such a hellhole when it comes to Bitcoin because it's all all just flashy prices going up, oh no, this crash is coming, stuff like that, things that like totally don't matter, to be honest it's like you should learn the fundamentals and learn why why it doesn't matter if the, the, the price is volatile right now it, does, it really doesn't matter um, and the, the German content, yeah, there's some that is great and there's also most of the the really great English articles also have a German translation or the books as well, so so that's good. Um, but I also, I mean, I decided to do my stuff in English. One reason is because I want to improve my English still. I think it's it's great. Um, second thing is I think there's more people. There's just more people that can potentially watch it. I mean, with German you you have like an uh, an upper bound earlier on. Um, and the third reason is also that. Uh, I mean, I, I consume a lot of English content and I already always have quotes or different clips from video clips um, that I find on YouTube. And if I want to put them in there, I would need to do subtitle, subtitles or something like that, because it's usually English content that I do. Um, yeah, but I also decided, I mean, I'm working with a German site now It's called blockchainwelt.de and I will do all my English videos also in German from now on for for their YouTube channel. So we have we have this German part covered now as well. Oh, amazing, man. Awesome, and I know it's a lot of hard work. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you if you watch my videos, I think they are real, really, I don't know. I'm I'm at least I'm proud of them. I think they are well made. I think there goes a lot of time in them, especially when it comes to the research and then the script writing, because every sentence I say in a video is written on paper. There's no like spontaneity in there or something like that. Um, and then also the video editing, of course, also takes some time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it comes across brilliant. It's it's very very well. Very well done. Very well edited, Thanks. and you can see that there's a lot of time and a lot of effort gone into it. And it's going to explode, man. I
1: I hope you're ready for it. Let's see. Let's see. I mean, I'm already I, when I when I started in November, I was like, okay, I, no matter how I grow, I will I will dedicate at least one year to it. Now, I think there is a chance that th- this has potential. I will put one year into it. If no one watches, so be it. But I won't stop after like a few weeks or months. I will I will at least put one year into it. And my goal after that one year was 1,000 subscribers, and I had them within like a month. So and that goal was already captured. And I have 3k, and the next goal would be like 10k, for example. And then it
0: then it just will, mate. It's With going the, to explode. How, how it, so. sure. it will do definitely. Okay. All right, rabbit hole story. What on earth bought you? into Bitcoin. There was something clearly pulling you in. We we find ourselves predisposed in some manner, don't we? Because Bitcoin, as you know, touches every part of life. So what was it that kind of like pulled you in to to take that first look into the rabbit hole?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, this is something I'm not proud of, cannot be proud of everything. (laughs) So I I, I got pulled in by greed. I mean, I think a lot of people have a different path. Um, I was I I, I was exposed to it in like 2017. An office colleague told me about it. I looked into it very briefly, um, bought in a little bit, like basically three or four times before the all-time high, before the crash. So really stupid decision, really (laughs) FOMO-driven decision. But I mean that's part of it. And then then I got even more stupid when I um, diversified into altcoins. So I was like, yeah, this this is the stuff. This I will take this coin and this coin, and they will go up so much. Will be so great. Uh, no, it didn't happen. They all crashed like 90% or so, but I didn't sell. I didn't sell, especially I didn't sell my Bitcoin. And then after the crash and during that whole phase, I really started learning. I mean, I, I started with the Bitcoin Standard, I think was the first book that I read um, that everyone recommends. I mean, I don't need to uh, need to say how good it is. Everyone knows it's good. Um, and also, I really remember reading Vijay Boya Party's The Bullish Case for Bitcoin, which was a really great piece and opened... Open, it especially opened a lot of questions for me that I didn't really have answers to. And then then this whole rabbit hole thing started. It was like, okay, maybe this really is something. Something more than just a, a speculation that I will get rich of quickly. <laughs> so I, I got into it. And then I read, I don't know, my, like five, six, seven books or so about it. And also about the Austrian school a little bit. Lots of articles. And then the next step should always be writing. I mean, writing or, or creating Um, because there you really really see if you understand things if you need to explain it to someone in in a text or video form you always get to the points where like why how how exactly does this work like there's some sometimes there's like a missing link and then you that's where you find the right questions to ask for yourself and to find out about it and to to level up your understanding really so i think this was the path for me and it's the path for for many others, I believe. That's the transition from speculation to, okay, this is sound money. This is great. Is there, what,
0: what what have you felt change within your personality the most, do you think, since, you know, coming to the realization that this is what it is? I mean, I, the greed obviously brought so much of us in and you've yeah. got to be honest about that and you very, very much are. I, you know, that's what brought me here. And I, I love one of the memes in the space, Came
1: for the Money, Stayed for the Money. And that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> I didn't know right. that. I only know, like, Came for the Money, Stayed for the Revolution or something like that. But Came for the Money, Stayed for the Money is way better. I like that. <laughs> I, I will give that shout out to Svetsky. Uh,
0: I'm not sure if, if he owns that one for sure. God knows who actually owns half of these memes, but he's, yeah, but he's the so one great. I learned it from. And, uh, you know, and, and Alex Gladstein has another great uh, saying, again, I'm attributing it to him, it could be completely wrong. But, uh, you know, Bitcoin is a machine that turns greed into freedom. Yeah, that's a great one. Less funny, but, but very profound. <laughs> very profound. And it's uh, so, yeah, back to that question. How do you feel? It's changed your personality. What what have you kind of changed within yourself, or your your life, or your kind of um, vision for the future? Do do you feel
1: something? Um, I think one thing that changed is that, like I, I was looking at a, a lot of things that I believe to be true and rethinking if they really are true, um, because of, we we just have this sort of common sense understanding that everything we are told and we are taught is it's just how it is that's how the world works and in many places maybe that's not really the case um it's like you could for basically everything you can dig down the rabbit hole and maybe find something something different maybe it is true the statement it's not like everything is is a hoax um but yeah i think that is something this sort of critical thinking about um that maybe the status quo is not how it really should be i think that's something that that definitely happened to me and otherwise, I don't know. I don't really, uh, don't really have a great answer right now. No problems.
0: <clears throat> Excuse me, but I did want to ask you about uh, learning about Austrian economics and um, how that uh, affects your thinking now. Because, well, <clears throat> for you it probably wasn't so poignant, but for people uh, of your of my age, growing up in Germany, uh, you know, I remember the wall coming down for example, watching that mm-hmm. on TV, uh, but not really, you know, I'd have been young, not really understanding, you know, like one side was, uh, you know, full on communism and studying Austrian economics now and, and understanding free markets and, you know, not ever having actually experienced one. we think we're in free markets, whereas we're not, um, how, how deep do you, do you feel about that? And do, do you, I mean, do you have any like family, like grandparents or, or any or extended family that
1: were divided during that time? Uh, no, I don't, um, don't have that. And I only also, I just want to make sure I say that I'm not an expert when it comes to Austrian economics. I mean, I have a very basic understanding about it, read a few books about it, um, didn't didn't tackle the really good ones so far i would say like uh, I, I i have human action laying here but it's so big i didn't <laughs> i didn't get into it yet because i know it will take like one or two months to get through it um but yeah i like to read and i i'm i think it's good to at least have the basics when it comes to the the austrian economics and yeah i i, I mean free markets are great that's that's basically the conclusion i i think the the um, like letting, letting companies fail in, in the capitalistic society to, to have an evolution afterwards that the bad companies go and great ones come back or great ones rise um, instead of bailing them out is like one central idea that when you really think through it, I think you have there's like an emotional part that would say, no, never let these companies fail. It's so bad for the people. But when you think it through, it's, it's better for society in the long run. And that is, this is also the delayed gratification instead of instant gratification on a, on a different scale, so to say. It's not like not on a personal level, but on a market level as a whole. And I, I really, really got used to this idea and really like this idea by now.
0: And you mentioned earlier that you're currently uh, back living with your parents, waiting to, um, for the borders to open up so we can all go off traveling again and actually yeah. enjoying life how do they feel uh, about like uh, your your choice of career you know what do you mean he just sits in front of a camera and talks and gets paid for it and bitcoin because this is again something a little bit
1: difficult for, for older generations to understand yeah sure i think it's first of all there there's of course some skepticism they're like okay wh- what's he doing but i bring results <laughs> i i sh- i show them it works and that's 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 all you need uh, and they, I don't know. I, they know I'm confident in doing this, and that makes them confident too. That I that I can really do do things. Um, yeah, I, I I think I think they're totally fine with with my choice at all. I think they're 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 really supporting. My mom is very was like, you need to finish your degree first before really doing something else. You need to get that bachelor's degree, and I I basically made that deal with her because I also, also thought it's a good idea to have this sort of backup plan to have have this degree, even though now looking back, I would say this was the yeah least productive time I spend. That's very different for different people. Some people really get a lot out of these college degrees, because, but I really didn't because I didn't. I wasn't fully invested. I wasn't really paying attention or really, really studied what's going on there. I just did it for finishing the exams, getting my grades, then having this stamp at the end where I'm like, wow, I'm a Bachelor of Science now. But Never really, really used it and never really felt like using it because afterwards when I, when I got my degree, that's when I really learned software engineering. I taught myself, look, watch uh, countless Udemy courses and stuff like that to, to understand this whole coding part and how it works. And I can now, um, build applications. I'm basically a full stack software engineer, um, web developer. I'm not great. Of course not. I, I don't have the experience to be great, but I can essentially do what I want. I can build. Um, build applications if I want to build them. And that didn't come from the college part. It came afterwards. It came from self-directed study again. And this is something that just applies to me. It doesn't necessarily apply to everyone, but I'm better if I just form my own curriculum and learn what I want to learn, because then I'm invested. Then I care about what I learn. I have to have my skin in the game and, and really understand the things that go on.
0: Right. I got to ask you the question. And this is a good one for you because you're doing your best to orange pill as many people as you can (laughs) via your work. And obviously during your spare and social time as well. But if you had one orange pill left to give to
1: someone, who would you give it to and why? Ooh, tough question. Uh, I don't know. Maybe my sister. Because I think my sister doesn't care about this thing at all. (laughs) I I think she would benefit from it if if she did. Um, And she also she always has she has like she's very like this traditional, which I'm not at all like. Early, she wants to have a family early on. She wants to have a house that she's basically already saving for a house. And she's younger than me. She's twenty, so there's she's not even remotely close to to something like that. so I think if she uh, she would be orange pulled, I think that would get her closer closer to that goal or dream at least. Oh, it
0: certainly uh, speed it up. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Till, This has been uh, great to get to know you, and uh, it's been, like I said, I've been watching your videos. I think it's brilliant the work that you're doing. How can people find you and uh, and reach out if they um, feel so uh, like driven to? come
1: and interact with you or sponsor your show, whatever it is? Yeah, I'm I'm. I'm on YouTube, Till Mussov. Basically, just put it in the search bar. I mean, you will also link it on the 21ism page, I would. I, I assume. <laughs> um, and also, I'm on Twitter at BPG Till. Til. Um, you can follow me there, can shoot me messages, DMs are open, YouTube as well. I mean, I answer pretty much every single comment, at least if there's a question or so, I usually always interact with people because there's also... The 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 questions people ask are really good. I mean, there's always something to learn from me as well because they they ask the questions that make me ponder about the things again. And then either a video springs out of that because it's a question that I need to explore on a on a wider scale, or I can just think about for myself what the answer to this question would be and, and write it down. And so it's like this this interaction that exists, me teaching others, is already a progress where they teach me to to think better and and find new ideas as well.
0: So you're going to, I, I think we've, you know, ascertained that you are definitely going to do this for a year. I already yep. see it being more than a year. Have yeah, you thought sure. about, have you thought about
1: year two yet? Like what, what would be different? What's the, the future for the channel? Yeah, the future for the channel is maybe a future that many won't even like that much, but I just care about it. Um, I think most people are just interested in my Bitcoin videos and that's fine. But I care about many other things as well, and I, I I like to talk about them. So I also have videos that are more like life-related in general. Or I did something on the creator economy and remote work. Um, I did a comparison between like generalism and specialism. What's better, being an arounder or being like an an expert, really good in one single niche? So these are things I like to explore. And I think like one one quote that really stuck with me a few years ago, and that basically is is forming my life. I would say is from James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits. And the, the quote is just an entrepreneur's mind, artist's, an, entre- an entrepreneur's mind, athlete's body, artist's soul. That's it, like de- th- these three things. And this really resonated with me. I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I want to do. So I also have this athletic pursuit. I'm like um, very deep into running, running a lot of kilometers. I'm also lifting. I mean, I don't look like it, <laughs> but it's like I have this at least a strength foundation, um, and I'm into skiing. So if I if I can go out again and travel, I will go to Austria and ski a whole season. So I really want to want to get good at these things as well, and these all these things will be part of the channel. I, I think that that's at least my vision for it to have this entrepreneur's mind, athlete's body, artist's soul theme across it. And again, Bitcoin touches each one of those things, right? Entrepreneurial. Yeah, sure.
0: Uh, the amount Definitely. of people, myself included, started. Um, I, I weightlift every day now. I, again, I don't look like I do, but I do, and that is because of Bitcoin and how it changes your your mind. And um, artist, I mean, not an artist, but created a podcast, and you're creating a YouTube channel. So it, it's yeah, it's that's truly art.
1: amazing. For for me, that's art. I mean, you don't need to be like a painter or something like that to be an artist. Um, I think just even talking like podcasting just talking about something in in deep is is a form of art um yeah art is something you do for the sake of doing it so yeah
0: what's your message for people that are listening that are on the verge of you know you, you did the same thing i did the same thing you hang around this space for a little while and then you know that the, there's something like the last straw that breaks the camel's back before you like Right, I'm doing something here. I've got to give back to this community. I've got to, I've got to write that article or the book or the, the make the meme, whatever it
1: is. What, what's your message to those people that are kind of almost there? I mean, you have to want to do it; otherwise, you won't stick with it. So it it, it has to be some intrinsic motivation, not not just extrinsic. Um, but I, I like I was watching the um, Nick Carter on Lex Friedman the podcast. And Alex was asking about, what about your book? When, when, when will your book come? Or do you think about writing a book? And, and Nick Carter's response was, I think I have to. I think that's my, uh, if you are really that much into Bitcoin, you have to do something like that. And I, I, I like this idea. I thought, and that's, that goes back to the first step is understanding, studying, reading, and so on. And then the next, st- next step is producing. You, you have to put your ideas as a layer on top of the existing ideas, you have to um, you have to put them out there. Um, otherwise, we don't move forward. <laughs> we, we keep standing still. So, yeah, I think that at least that was motivation enough for me. Just get started, wrote a crazy long video script. My first video was like 30 minutes long. Um, and that took a lot of work, but it was worth it. I, I, I had a lot of fun doing it, and it, it helped a lot of people, I think. Yeah, certainly,
0: it certainly has, mate. And uh, well done for stepping up. Really appreciate everything that you're doing. And uh, thanks for thanks for coming on um, and speaking with the Twenty One Ism guys. Uh, this will also be re- released on on the Once Bitten podcast as well. So hopefully we can bring more people to um, to your channel and uh, to experience your work. Awesome, thank you. Well, have a great day, my friend, and week ahead. And uh, thanks again.
1: Yeah, you too. Bye.
0: Hey guys, thank you so much for listening and please make sure you connect with Till on Twitter, DM him, go find him, go watch his video, subscribe to his YouTube video, share his link around, do all the good stuff, do whatever you can to help spread the message and uh, support the work that he's doing uh, in the space to help educate as many people as he can around the, uh, the amazing technology. And monetary network that we all know and love as Bitcoin. Now, before we sign off with this one, make sure as well you go and head over to 21ism.com. That's 21ism.com. Because, like I said at the beginning of the show, they are doing some amazing projects over there. And it is only just gathering steam. They've already got a great podcast That um, I help out with. So does John Vallis. So does MTC, BTC and a few other characters from around the space. So it's very well worth your time. Go and listen to a few of those episodes. Self Banked is on there hosting a few as well. So it's a really cool team. And of course, please support the show sponsors. If you're in the UK, Bitcoin only exchange. Coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten. Across Europe relay relai.ch forward slash bitten in the u.s swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten and please take control of your coins guys get them on the bitbox o2 bitcoin only edition hardware wallet shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitten